Well, John, thanks for hanging out with us here in the garage. I mean, you give a brief rundown, John, correct me if anything's wrong here, but uh, founding member of the Vipers, um, currently in the Flesh Stones, uh, promoter, musician, rock and roller, uh, preacher of the faith, of rock, the power of rock and roll, uh, yeah. and, and stereo dinner, which I'm interested to find out more about. If you don't care, let's just start off our talk. Uh, thanks for being here, John, and taking the time, by the way, for hanging out with us here in the garage. Uh, tell us about Stereo Dinner. What exactly is it? Um, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll come back to that in a, in a quick second, but I just want to uh, correct you on one thing. And uh, okay. guilty, guilty is charged on uh, most of that stuff, with the exception of I'm not uh, in the flesh tones at this point. Okay. Uh, it, it's been it's been many many moons since I've been in the flesh tones. They're they're in my heart, but I'm not in their band. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, though I have to say, you know, I'm very close to them as friends and stuff. And and we could spend uh, hours just just talking about how meaningful they are. But uh, yeah, the other the the other stuff is the case. And uh, I think Manfred is actually the the rock and roll preacher, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. Uh, uh, I don't know about me, but uh, I'd love to talk about stereo dinner for a minute if you want. Yeah, sure. Please, please, please. So, um, so a little bit before the pandemic, uh, I was sitting around with uh, some friends of mine who were also um, music industry professionals. Uh, one, one's a uh, does marketing and promotions and he's uh, the other fellow does uh, he's a guitar player in his own right a very good musician but he's also he's also a sommelier and a wine scholar and he's uh, you know run many a kitchen and and walk the floors of many a venue you know that serves uh, food and beverage and you know I come from a background of talent buying and I had this crazy idea that you know the whole, con you guys know what a meet and greet is, right? Where people sure. sit oh, down yeah, with yeah. an artist and whatnot. And, and, and I think everybody kind of knows that, you know, meet and greets can go any number of ways. They're not always very satisfying, you know, uh, for yeah. a variety of reasons. Um, and uh, a lot of venues that serve food aren't very, uh, you know, the food's not very good, you know, frankly. So I, I thought to myself, well, I don't own uh, a venue, you know, um, but I know many, many wonderful restaurants where if I could sit affable, approachable, accessible artists down with 30, you know, super fans, what a recipe for disaster that is, but not really, <laughs> but actually, you know, the, the, that, but that's the idea. That's the idea. And it's, and the, yeah, I guess it's based on the fact that people are all looking for a deeper, more meaningful connection and interaction, I think, with artists for, for a whole bunch of reasons. You know, I think, uh, you know, the fact that any minute, if you want to, you can go catch an artist in his bathrobe, you know, standing there, you know, that's how accessible everybody is these days, right? Right. And I think that, um, you know, artists are getting older, fans are getting older, and I think they want more than just uh, music. Sometimes I yeah. think I think that I think they want to talk. You know, I think they want to. Uh, you know, yes. they want. You know, it's yeah, it's all about the music, of course. But I think there's sometimes you know, 
I think, you know, you'd like to know what's on an artist's mind. And, and, yeah. and every now and again, I even think an artist is, is curious to know what a, what, what a fan actually is thinking. Right. And, this is a, and, this is, and that, that's the long explanation. That's what Stereo Dinner does. We sit, well, it brings together. You know, it brings us, it unites people. And that's, it's a positive thing. Which, yeah, yeah, sorry. Breaking bread is, uh, brings on conversation. So I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, exactly, it's, it's exactly that. And, uh, you know, it's funny, you'll appreciate this. The first one that I had, and, you know, as a talent buyer, as a booker and stuff, you know, I got on the phone with a lot of agents and artists and I said, this is a new concept in yeah. fan engagement and it's delicious. And, uh, you know, would you be interested in doing this? And um, this was right before the pandemic kind of slammed the door on everything. So I had a lot of interested people and then, and then none, of course, you know, because sure. pandemic. But my first one, and it's real fun, it would have been great. It didn't happen. And I hope we can reschedule it. But it was actually, I think you'll really like this. It was, it was a multi-course meal and wine pairing with Mickey Dolan's. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, oh man. That would and, be great. And you get to not only break bread with Mickey, but you get to sing karaoke with them oh, wow. <laughs> at the table and, and at, at the table. So, you know, you can, you can be working on your appetizer and then singing, you know, daydream believer with Mickey Dolan. <laughs> that's and, awesome. And if that's not nutty, I don't know what is, but <laughs> it, it's actually a lot of fun and it's very meaningful. And there are fans you know, particularly with someone like Mickey Dolan's, I mean, geez, these, these, these people are just, you know, I mean, that you can't oh, yeah. be any more committed. And, oh, an yeah. opportun and an opportunity to do that, you know, it's, it's a very, very different experience than going to a show. Sure. And, 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 and so, you know, that's a really good example, you know, of, uh, of what a stereo dinner is. And they're very carefully um, programmed, uh, Q&A. We usually have a moderator or a host who acts as a sort of friendly buffer between the attendees and the artists and keeps the conversation going and on message. And we, the first one that we actually did, our launch one, was uh, Monty A. Melnick. Do you guys know Monty? Yes. Yeah. The manager of the Ramones. Yeah. You got, yeah, you got it. He's like, you know, one of the very last living connections to the Ramones. Right. And so we did a Ramones recollection dinner with Monty Melnick, hosted by Lenny Kay from Patty Smith. <laughs> oh, wow. I and could spend four hours or five <clears throat> hours just talking to Lenny, you know, about his record, <laughs> you know, his record collection. Exactly right. And we did it at a place called Bar Premi, which is located on Second Street and the Bowery, renamed Joey Ramon place. I mean, they renamed yeah. the street Joey Ramon place. And so that's, which is literally, you know, spitting distance from CBGB's where it used to be CBGB's. Wow. So that was, you know, that's a stereo dinner. Heck yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What a great idea. What yeah. a great idea. And to me, it's positive. You know, everybody gets a little bit out of it and it's, it just, it builds, it just builds positiveness. And I think we need that more than ever. I mean, I really do. And it connects... I, connects people i agree with you 100 percent and i really I, I really agree with that and 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 you know people you know these are just meaningful connections and 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 and, and people really appreciate it and and it's and you can feel it and see it you know during the course of this 
meal, which roughly runs about 90 minutes, two hours sometimes. And uh, yeah, sometimes I'll even pick up an instrument and do, and do some strumming. You know, it's all very, it's all very worked out, but it's also very casual. I have, uh, I'm hoping this confirms, it'd be pretty great if it does. I'm trying to do one with Bootsy Collins. Oh, wow. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah, wouldn't it? Um, I almost uh, came real close to Judy Collins. I didn't realize how my Collins is there. A lot of Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should get the Collins kids, maybe. No. And, uh, <laughs> Phil, don't forget Phil. Yep, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, so, you know, he would be amazing. Uh, she would be incredible. You know, um, I'm hoping uh, Chris Franz and Tina Weymouth from Talking Heads Tom Tom Club do it. Oh, wow. So, you know, I mean, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. That's very neat. Oh, what a great idea. Now, if, if anybody's interested, just I guess just StereoDinner.com or where would they go, John? That's it. StereoDinner.com. Okay. And we, and we love people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just mainly in New York. Or are you going to do things on the West Coast, too, or just mainly there, in New York? everywhere you know and that's the other thing you know again kind of coming from this background this long background of talent buying and booking and promoting shows you know we're able to um do these while an artist is on tour or off we can route you know we can literally do them before the show in other words you know great idea that's awesome and it's a great op you know it's, truthfully i mean you know when you get into the, the nitty-gritty it's it's really nice revenue for the for the artists they make extra sure. money and you know you gotta eat might as well get paid yeah, for it right that's right and, but but it's really not as cynical as that these everybody gets really into it you know like the artists help us design the menu um you know every often they're they're going to be used as platforms to talk about stuff that has nothing to do with music whatsoever right. it could be a chat it could be a charity it could be it could be any it could be anything it could be a listening party it could right. be, it, yeah, well, like you said, you know, it seems like everybody gets something out of it. Even the artist gets something yeah. out of it. So. Right. And so we're doing them everywhere. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll do it uh, wherever the artist is. We, we, we joke that we'll do it at a Michelin star restaurant or at the artist's favorite food truck. You know, it's, it, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's all about it just being this culinary connection, this culin yeah. shared culinary experience. And it can happen anywhere. You know, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Craig's a bit of a foodie. I'm, I'm a, I'm an, entry level foodie but uh craig's, <laughs> craig's more advanced than i am shoot i just learned what charcuterie meant so i'm, I'm doing well <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm i'm with you actually i'm uh, that that's i'm not much of a i'm not much of a foodie but well, i just like to eat so <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 i have, I have partners who are and that's their department that's the main yeah. thing <laughs> yeah man but thanks for John, asking if we could if we could go over a little bit and talk about your uh, role as a promoter i just i went on a positive i think one thing that i hope comes out of this pandemic for you guys uh just want to throw this out there is i'm hoping that it's going to be a return to venues people will be hungry enough that when i was a kid growing up i mean the roller rink would have live bands you know there'd be two or three bar even a little town that i live in even in like in louisville on any yeah. given night there would be 10 places where live bands could play and I'm hoping that, I don't know, John, what's your thoughts, Craig? You guys, do you think there's going to be a chance of that coming back as a result of the pandemic? I think everybody's hungry to get back out there. So, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's already coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, uh, I really, I, I really do. Um, it, it, it might be a little reckless, you know, or, or it may not be, but it may prove to be a little reckless later. We don't know. It's such uncharted territory. Um, precautions are in place to the, I think, on, you know, mostly to the best of everyone's abilities. Um, but they're coming back with a vengeance. And I can tell you that as a promoter who, you know, goes to other venues and could uh, shows in other venues, that the competition and fight to fill the calendar is, it, 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 it's rough. It's rough because there are so many acts who, you know, had to cancel their 20 and 2021 tours uh, who are now, um, you know, rescheduling them for, for 2022 uh, yeah. and, and, and 90 days from now moving forward. And, and so the answer I think really is that it is, it is back. It is with a vengeance. And, uh, and I think it's a good thing. You know, I mean, it's a good thing. Oh sure. yeah. Yeah. Definitely we look at a lot of us as fans, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look like an artist. I mean, say somebody like, I mean, I'm just Springsteen paid his dues playing clubs up and down the, the Jersey, you know, the shore there. I mean, uh, Mellon camp here in the Midwest played all kinds of places. Look at the Beatles in Hamburg and, you know, and, and all around Liverpool. I mean, I just, I think that's where you develop great talent and great, you put in your 10,000 hours as a band. Mm -hmm. um, and as just a fan of music, I'm ready to get in a, in a place and just <laughs> dig out, rock out. But yeah, Cave Stomp, uh, John, I don't mean to build up your ego here, but Cave Stomp, but to me, has done a lot for keeping true, authentic rock and roll uh, alive. And I know it's brought several bands back together. Are we yep. looking at that in, in 2022? Is that, is that on the books? Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, so are we. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, you know, Cave Stomp really did come from, uh, you know, uh, a, a warm and fuzzy place, uh, pun intended. Uh, what we really care about is this music. I mean, you know, very few people play garage rock for the money. Right, you know, I mean, because there ain't none. <laughs> you know, so 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 you really you really gotta love the music, and and you know, and I know you do, and 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 I do, and I wanted to um, create this this opportunity for a lot of these legends, you know, who, to uh, to play again, you know, give yeah, them an opportunity yeah. to play before uh, a really adoring crowd. Who were there to see them, and and to do it while they still were in good enough health, you know, because a lot a lot of these guys are are getting older and gals, and um, so that's really that that's what K Stop was about. You know, we used to joke. You know, can you imagine how amazing it would be to see like you know the moving sidewalks? You know, I, I would have these conversations with Greg Prevost in like you know 1982 and three. You know, boy, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> and and you want to know what? In 2007, we did. I, I brokered a reunion for Billy Gibbons and the original moving sidewalks. Ah, and that's and, awesome. And, yeah, and and they played. You know, and it, and it was great. You know, it was fantastic. And and we did the same thing with the Sonics. And, yeah. you know, that I don't know. Have you have you have you made it to any of them? 
Have you ever been? To we we haven't yet. We're hoping next year. Yep. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, to 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 do the Sonics was was took took like tw I, I'm not joking. You know, I you know I used to give Larry Paripa, the guitar player in the Sonics, every year. I mean, for almost 15 years, I would call him every six months, <laughs> and he would take my call. We would he would just you know we would just shoot the breeze, and 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 and. Somewhere, somewhere in, in literally like, you know, the 15th year, he said, I think, you know, next year might be the year. And, and we did it. And it was phenomenal. You Great. know, I mean, these, you know, the one thing that, that we, re the only thing we really ask these guys to do is to not show us, the, the, not show us how good they got. In other words, you want them to play like they you got it, you know? Right, like, right, right, right. It's, it's like I, the nicest way I ever put it to, I, I think it might have even been to Larry, was like, Larry, no one wants to hear how, how much you've improved. Nobody. <laughs> you know? and, and, the only th and the only thing we really asked, all of them, whether it was the monks or, 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 or the Standells or any of these uh, characters, was please try and, you know, do it the way you did in yeah. 1965, 1966, 1967. Um, Kick out the jams, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 with very rare exception, um, they did exactly that. When when um, question mark and the Mysterians, uh, they pretty much did the first official cave stomp. I I I I got you know them to. <coughs> assemble and come to New York and we did two nights at Coney Island High. Oh wow. And and huh. I you know everyone was there, you know, came for that show. Really funny story was uh Greg Prevost who's, you know, a fan. He's a he's such a fan, right? You know, he's just such a fan of this stuff. Um and, and, and he shows up into question marks, uh, mobile home. They drove in in a mobile home. <laughs> and, 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 he, and Greg walks in gushing like, you know, like, like, a, like, you know, really like a fan. And, yeah. and he goes, and he goes, Rudy, it would mean everything to me if you would take this picture with me and sign, you know, these records. And question mark looked at me and went, uh, 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 uh. It's, it's question mark. There's no Rudy here. <laughs> There's no Rudy. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And, yeah. And, and, and these, you know, he was, he was every, you know, he was nuts in a really great way. You know, I <laughs> yeah. mean, he was absolutely, he absolutely lived and breathed his whole thing. And, uh, and, you know, we, we only referred to him as question mark. That's awesome. Know? Yeah, he once said. He once said to me, um, "You know, John, when I first uh, when I first arrived on the scene, people thought I was a gimmick. But but how can I be? I was born on Mars many eons ago." <laughs> <laughs> great. I love and he, it. And he meant it. Yeah, he really meant it. You know, I'm so, a person. I like I like the, their second album as much as I do the first. Uh, I only have me the first too. Two, so but me good. too. And and and, and you know you know you know what I was able to do because because I I got them into the studio to to re-record, um, you know all the essential stuff. Wow. 
and and there was a third album which was never released oh yeah and and but it was but it was owned by cameo parkway and so you know there was no negotiating for its release but um we did get to um record some of the songs that were on that third album oh cool yeah, we rewrote. Yeah, we we did some re-records of that, and and again, you know, these guys really stuck to their stuck to the the sound. When 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 they when they were playing, when little Frankie Rodriguez, you know, was playing the two finger Vox organ, yeah. he sounds like he's fifteen. You know, again. Yeah. And, uh. and they and 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 they really they really they kept it. They, they they kept it pure and, and they and, oh. and they they kept it old school very old school <laughs> and and these guys are super accomplished players I mean you know at this point you know they've sure, been playing, they've been playing for oh, years. Yeah. they've been playing yeah like more you know like 50, 50 60 years these guys like Bob and right. Balderrama the guitar player I kid you not I mean it's like Stevie Ray Vaughan I mean he <laughs> is a guitar gunslinger like you've never heard but when he's doing question mark and the mysterians he he sounds like he's 15 it's great you revert to that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so and john where did, the, where did the, the so the idea for cave stomp just came from your love of the music saying we've got to get this back out there i mean is that yeah. pretty much it to encapsulate what you were saying okay it, re- it really is it, it was like you know a lot of these guys are still alive and you know some of them We'll, we'll may want to do this. Let's find out. And and this is all pre-internet, you know, all pre-email, you know, pre pre all that. And uh, so it was, a, it was a lot of phone calls, a lot of lot of lot of message machines, a lot of busy signals, a lot of disconnected numbers. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, a couple a couple a couple of letters, a couple of postcards, and uh, and and that's what we did, uh, you know. And and uh, and and yeah. And and what I what we affectionately think of as the snot nosed young upstarts that you know these old bands inspired, we would get them on the bills as well. Yeah. So we'd have all you know we would we we would anchor the shows with uh, you know these legends that we're talking about, and then we would uh, you know book hopefully what we thought were you know really the best of the best of the contemporary young garage right. bands to uh to support it well the good and thing it, is there's still guys doing it you know it's not yeah. it's not there a lot of sound it's it's still they're still making good music with it so I, I, yeah and it's and you know it's got no shelf life right it, 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 i mean it it just sounds it always sounds right it yeah just always, i was in a restaurant last night we had a stereo dinner last night we're in this place called quality bistro it's a very very upscale french restaurant i kid and i am walking through this place and i swear my uncle i'm like is that pushing too hard i hear <laughs> and I, 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 I'm, I'm i'm literally I, i'm i'm in this like michelin star restaurant in midtown manhattan um and I'm hearing <laughs> Sky Saxon and the Seeds coming out of nice. the, the recessed speakers in the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> John, were yeah. you able to were you able to uh, get Sky on or say Rocky? Yeah, on the thirteenth floor. Were you okay? Not, 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 never, never got Rocky. I tried, but um, that didn't work out for me. Um, I did see him a couple of times when he played New York, and he was amazing. Um, really, to had it together. 
Um, you know, some of these guys, and, and I'm not, I'm not talking about him necessarily, but some of these guys are, 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 are really, um, this is all they can do and they still yeah. do it great, yeah. you know, yeah. and then when they're not doing this, you know, they're a train wreck, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's when the problems but, arise. Right. That's, yeah. that's right. So, so, um, no, d- didn't get him, did get sky. Um, I, 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 we did something really fun. We, I, we got the Mysterians without question more. To back huh. sky. Oh wow. Doing <laughs> seed songs. Okay. And and, and it worked. That's it really interesting, worked. yeah. Yeah, it really worked well. Um a, a, a seeds reunion would have been would have been amazing, but that but that wasn't gonna happen. But but Sky, you know, he he delivered. He actually he showed up with, with a with a with a like a very long beard and Greg Prevost actually convinced him to, to, to shave it off before he <laughs> shaved it off. Oh, wow. This was great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg, uh, yeah. Good for Greg. But yeah. uh, John, to, to go back, did you first get the bug with the Beatles on Sullivan, or when did you first fall in love? Was it pre-Beatles with, with rock and roll? Um, in New York City, uh, we have a, still have it too it's an oldie station called wcbs uh-huh. and um it, it was mostly like you know doo-wop and 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 top 40 yeah uh throughout the years you know so so you know you'd hear it's my party and you'd hear you know everything you think you'd hear on an oldie station yeah yeah but every uh, but every now and again you'd slip in something they would slip in something and the song that really kind of changed it for me that made me like you know sort of sit up and take notice and and say i've got to learn more about this was uh liar liar by the castaways i just Ah. heard it it was a random cut that they that the dj threw in i think I, I don't even think I'd heard the Ramones at that point. You know, I've got, I, I probably about 17, maybe, maybe. At that okay. Time. Okay. And uh, so that's going back, you know, back, back, back a couple hundred years. And, um, <laughs> and, and I, you know, sawed it out. And I, and from that, I discovered nuggets. That's how I found. Nuggets. Oh yeah. 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 Cause that, that, and that just, that just, that blew the garage door off the hinges, if you will. You know, yeah. from that from that moment on, there was just no turning back. You know, and that's how I discovered it. it was "Liar Liar" by the Castaways. I had heard some of these songs too, but it was it was probably seventy six, seventy seven, where I finally hear here found a copy of that the, the original two LP. I'm thinking yep. seventy. I can't remember for sure. It was like, holy shit, I'm in love. You know, this, <laughs> this was this was it. Now, the springboard for me, of course, was the Beatles. Everybody say hi to Ringo back there. Hello, Ringo. Um, hey. Happy birthday. But it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Today is Ringo's birthday. Yes. Um, but anyway, long – no, it was last week. But anyway, long long story short is the Lenny K – Lenny and the, the Nuggets whole Nuggets compilation got has really got it for me. Um, Craig, how about you? Oh, yeah, that's definitely one for me. I was an 80s kid, so – you know, I, I was born in the seventies, but it was the eighties before I really found music. Yeah. 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 I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, I, th- that's what kind of really opened the door for me and, 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 and living in Queens at the time, just a few subway stops 
from from the Ramones. Actually, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, they were they were in Forest Hills, and I was in Kew Gardens, and um, it was probably about a year later that uh, I heard them, and and of course, you know, at that point, I I stopped wearing my, you know, Led Zeppelin Zofo. <laughs> you know, denim jacket, and 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 you know, and 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 cut my hair above my shoulders, and 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 really stopped listening to um, progressive and 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 metal uh, yeah. and hard rock, uh, and and really, um, and then just really just delved into you know the Ramones and, 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 and the counterculture that existed in right. New York City yeah. at that time. So, you know, you would see, you, you know, you would see um, bands like television and talking heads uh, for yeah. like two dollars, for two dollars. And see, you're right so, in the middle of all of that. So yeah. Yeah. And, yeah all on the same bill or, you know, you oh, see. John, I'm in this. Sorry. Yeah. It was, it was, I'm it was very in this. Yeah. Legendary. yeah it, was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, you know, I think two things that I'll remember as being really, you know, really kind of explains the way it was, was um, being in Max's Kansas City on a very rainy night and seeing uh, Devo. Oh, wow. and, and it was like 10 other people there and David Bowie was one of them. Oh, wow. Know? And so the year's got to be like, I don't know, 70... Could it be 78, maybe? No, nah, yeah. probably earlier. You know, something maybe a year earlier than that. Anyway. 77 so, so, or so, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And, and then the other one was uh, seeing the police at CBGB's, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and knowing that this is like, this is some important shit. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what I was yeah. going to ask. If you, if you saw it and was like, oh, this, this is going to blow up or like that's taking off or. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I got to say, you know, hearing the Ramones, and every, I think everybody says this, and I, I think people say this about the Beatles, too. I say it about the Beatles as well, that it might have been the only one band other than the Beatles I'd ever heard where there was no learning curve, nothing I needed to get used to. I liked it immediately. Right. Yes. I, I understood it immediately. Yep. And I'd never heard anything like it up <laughs> yep. until that second. You know, it connected. So, yes. Yeah, it's so odd when you would, you know, how often do you hear something that's absolutely fresh and a brand new musical language that you've never heard before, yeah. but you immediately get it as you're hearing it. Yeah. And you love it from that moment on, you know, that's, that, that's, that's unusual. So, John, you were able to then, I mean, you, CBGB's was still a valid, uh, Max's Kansas City. So you were able to like hop on the, the subway and, and go to these shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I know, and you know, it's so funny to me. I mean, fellas like you, you know, who, who didn't live here, you know, we 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 kind of took it for granted, and 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 it still, you know, is 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 a little surprising when we hear, you know, our peers and contemporaries who didn't see it, right? You know, marvel over it. Yeah. But 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 it was it was pretty amazing, you know. I mean, you, you know, when I was. Uh, whatever, 16, 17 years old, I saw, you know, the Stones at Madison Square Garden. I saw Led Zeppelin three nights in a row. And, 
and and I saw the Who, and you know, I saw that stuff, and I loved it, but it it, it I I didn't relate to it. It's not know? the same. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, a great I, point. Yeah, I I I was in awe of it. You know, I looked up to it. You know, I I they were gods. You know, yeah, looking down at me, but <laughs> but, but 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 you know this other stuff we're talking about it was not like that these this was like by us for us yeah yeah and 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 it was truly it was empowering and and it rocked it was great i mean you know and you got wasted it was the best thing (laughs) of course that was was when it didn't take us three days to recuperate Now, John, did you ever see the Ramones? Uh, did you ever have a chance to see the Ramones when they were? Still... Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, like dozens and dozens. And I'm dozens saying, it sounds like you saw everybody. So, uh, you know, I saw, I, I saw plenty, but, but um, there, there certainly were things that that I that I missed. But you know, I, I, I saw all the the ones that you would that you would you know the, the ones that first come to mind. Sure. For sure. And I and I did see them and and uh, a bunch a lot of times and. Uh, it, it, it was it was pretty much unlike anything you know before and since you know I mean I, I'm, I'm a very proud and unapologetic you know like that's for me the, that's my number one band I'm a tremendous huge Beatles fan trust me I get it but <laughs> I, I, I I've got to say that you know there's something about those four four guys from Forest Hills they they, they connected for me and I'm not alone a lot of people feel that I way. agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say Craig, that's your the Beatles are my root band, but I'd say the Ramones are yours, oh, yeah, Craig. Yeah. Okay, let me yeah. ask you guys. This is an easy question for your Ramones heads, but what is the Beatle Paul McCartney connection with uh, the Ramones? Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah, I I I I I I'll shut up now. I know the answer, but you can, someone else can take it. <laughs> okay, Craig, go. Well, that's what the uh, uh, Paul McCartney used to uh, go to hotels. Yeah, as Paul Ramone. That was his alias. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Ram on. Yeah, off, off the Ram album. Ram oh, on. I didn't I, even think of that. Yeah, I never thought of that one. That's that's good. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. So yep. Very good. You guys passed the Beetle Geek test. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but so, John, you were able to see the. Now, let me ask you this about your record collection. Were you able to hold on to your vinyl? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, much, 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 much to the dismay of, you know, anyone who's <laughs> ever, who, who's ever lived with me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. In fact, uh, you know, again, this, it's, uh, this is, this, 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 this really did, is the truth. Uh, I'll tell you a very funny story about how I, um, how I, uh, how I kind of upped my vinyl collection all out of the blue. And uh, you know, you know that you know the the book uh, that um, Mickey Lee put out, right? I slept with Joey Ramone, right? About yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. If I was to write a book, it's, it would be called "I Slept with Joey Ramone's Garbage," and I'll tell you why that is. <laughs> I I was living with my roommate at the time. You know, again, this is like late seventies, maybe super late seventies, and. Uh, was Mark Bukulski, the original bass player in the Flesh Tones. We shared a okay. apartment on 10th Street between 1st and 2nd Ave. And I was coming home one night, bitter, bitter, freezing weather, February-type <laughs> weather, and I walked past this dumpster 
overflowing with records. No. <laughs> and this is the 70s and records are not a big deal, right? Right, right, right. So, you know, it's like, who gives a shit? It's records, right. who cares? <laughs> yeah, right. records, records are everywhere. And upon closer inspection, I realized that these are not just any records and they're not just anybody's records because these are Joey Ramone's records because these are Joey Ramone royalty statements. Oh, from, wow. Uh, yeah, oh, these are, these are fan, this is fan mail addressed to the Ramones. These are Polaroid pictures of Joey backstage oh, wow. with any number of fans. And these are some of the wildest, craziest records I've, I've ever stumbled on. It's like, you know, Mexican rock and roll. And I think the, the, the first 45 I kind of picked up and, and fished out was, uh, was um, Little Roger and the Goosebumps doing Stairway to Gilligan's Island. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and I'm, I'm going through all this stuff and it's like, I've stumbled on Joey Ramone's garbage, and it's yeah. <laughs> and and, and there've got to be like a hundred LPs and you know as many forty fives, you know, scattered wow. on the on the street. And I, you know, scooped it all up and took it home. I was going to say, how many it. trips did it take you to get it all? Yeah. <laughs> Couple, two or three. <laughs> but yeah, oh. and and I still have some of that to this day. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I know, told I, that story. I told that story to Monty, and Monty said it was probably Joey's mother who cleaned out his apartment. <laughs> he, said, he said Joey didn't throw anything away, and his mother would come over periodically and like clean out the fridge and drop <laughs> I'm sitting there trembling just knowing that connection, you know? That's, awesome. I, I, yeah. that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, John, I don't want to keep you anymore. Thanks for spending an hour with us here in the garage. I appreciate it. There's a million more questions. I'd like to, we'd like to have you back on sometime if your schedule yeah. allows it. If that's I'd love possible. it. Yeah, man, love it. And thank you for asking about Stereo Dinner. Appreciate that. Oh, definitely, definitely. And we look forward to Cave Stop. We told uh, Muck from Muck and the Myers, who's Evan. one of my... <laughs> yeah, we told, we told Evan that uh, you know we'll carry his amps. Just help us get there, yeah. whatever it takes. Well, we'll yeah, we'll be we'll be roadies, and we can just come and hang out with you guys. <laughs> well, we'll we'll certainly work something out. I would I, if, if it happens, I would I would love you to come, and 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 we'll we'll figure out how to how to make that happen. <laughs> I want to ask you guys though before we go, what yeah. what, are you, what what are you listening to? Who are you who are you liking? Oh well, um, what what's new and what's new and different? Well, let's see. What have we been listening? What have we been playing lately, Troy? Well, the the Premonitions. Love the Premonitions. That's a band I think out of L.A. That's yeah. a new kind of garage band. There's a yeah. new. Uh, uh, it's a girl group called the uh, Linda uh, Lindas. Linda ah. Lindas are good. Uh, um, Rob Clark and the Wool Tones are awesome. Yeah, have you heard Rob? I have not. Uh -uh, that I. Oh, you should heard. check out Rob Clark. I'm I'm writing it down. I will. And also, of course, uh, Muck. We listen to Muck quite a bit. Uh -huh. Muck and the Myers. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we've been playing lately. Well, we did the uh, uh, the Drama Dolls. Like the Drama Dolls. Really drama well, Dolls, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm kind of, I just got turned on to a band called the Nude Party. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not. Great nope. band. Kind of that okay. psychedelic kind of garage sound to them. Yeah, more psychedelic than, than straight up garage, but yeah. I love it. I mean, just it's authentic. You know, to me, it's 
got to be authentic. If it's real coming from the heart, that's what matters yeah. for me. Uh, who else, Craig, the uh, the gals that you're going to introduce at Punk Rock Bowling? Oh, Hot Laundry. Hot Laundry is another good band, too. Oh, yeah, they're great. They're yeah. great. They're, yeah. great. they're great. Have you guys heard uh, Le Grey Grays? Yes. Yes. I yep. bring it up because um, I only learned about this, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And amazing. Just in a, you know, they're French. They're French. Yeah. They're a French band. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I was just shocked at just how, how, how good it was, you know, how amazing it was. And yeah, uh, we played them on the show, John. I think we've, we've played them maybe just once on the show, but yeah. we're on, we're on Raghouse Radio now. We, we're all, we air on the internet on uh, Saturday and Sunday nights. And so we basically all we do is play new artists. We, yeah. we search out. That's our, you know, to find stuff that moves us, man. You know, <laughs> there I mean, you go. gotta find the, you know, want to turn yep. people onto it, share it with everybody. See, we go down that rabbit hole every week. So <laughs> you're lucky, fellas. All right, yeah. well, listen, I, I really enjoyed it. I thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. John, we appreciate thank you for it. being here, and let's We're be in touch. And... Yeah, big fans, John. I just uh, appreciate all you've done to to help rock and roll and everything. So thank you. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks All right. a lot. Love and, love and peace. Bye-bye.